Hi, I'm Teresa Hegel, and this is Wearables Talk. I'm speaking with Ruth Carter, a Phoenix-based attorney and expert on copyright and trademark issues. She'll be sharing some practical pointers for apparel decorators dealing with intellectual property issues. Thanks for joining us, Ruth. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. So my first question is basically, you know, what are some of the, the most prevalent myths and misconceptions people have regarding copyright and trademark? Well, let me start by saying, since I'm a guest on your show, that by being on your show, I can only provide legal information. This is not a substitute for legal advice for any of your listeners. Of if course. any of your listeners need legal advice, they should go hire somebody. <laughs> so, okay, so prevalent myths and misconceptions. You know, a lot of people will will get mixed up between what is a copyright and what is a trademark, and they will use the two terms interchangeably. Uh, and I've even seen, like, top journalists make this mistake. So they are very different things. Trademark applies to branding, so company names, um, if you have, like, a fashion line, logos, slogans, all those can be trademarks. A copyright is protection in any work of authorship that's fixed in a tangible medium. So that could be you know, anything that you, you know, write on paper or paint on canvas or type into your computer. Those can all be protected by copyright. So the two are very different. Now there is times when something is both uh, protected by trademark and copyright, but they're not. But even but when they exist together, does not mean that they are one and the same. Hmm. So that's one of the big things. Um, what some of the other myths are that, especially with copyright, is that you can use anything you find online um, as long as you give an attribution uh, to the original or to the original author. Um, so, or if you're, or if they're, you know, they put it on their website, if you put it on a T-shirt, they're like, oh well, I'm just a fan. It's like, mm, no, that nobody cares that you're that you may be a little guy or that you're just, you know, celebrating your fandom. Uh, you still could be infringing on somebody's rights, and it's not your call to determine if somebody comes after you. It's the person whose rights you're violating to determine if and how they come after you. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the big ones I see. Okay. So how, how can small businesses that print and sell logoed apparel uh, protect themselves when it comes to intellectual property law? The best thing you can do if you're just the company that um, takes somebody's art and puts it on a shirt for them mm -hmm. where you don't, you don't control what they're creating or what they're asking you to put on the shirt is you probably want to have some type of indemnification provision in your contract with them that says that we will create the shirts you want um, or whatever apparel we're making for you, but by hiring us, you are attesting that you have the rights uh, in the um, artwork that you have asked us to, to use, mm -hmm. and that in the event that we get in trouble because of what you've asked us to create, that you will indemnify us and pay both our legal fees and any damages assessed against us. Um, along with that, business owners have to apply common sense. If you see somebody coming in asking you to put a swoosh on a shirt and saying if that, that it's their original design, you know that's not true. You know that's Nike's uh, logo. So... Um, or if you see, you know, Mickey Mouse or mm -hmm. something that's just so blatantly obvious, um, uh, a violation of somebody else's intellectual property rights, um, 
you know, maybe that's a situation where it's better to just turn or turn that customer away unless they can bring in like written proof that they have permission. Right, right. Okay. So what's the, the first thing a small business owner should do if, if he or she receives a cease and desist letter for a shirt they created or, or something else that they had printed? Probably the first thing that I would do if I got a cease and desist letter, if I wasn't an attorney, is to call my attorney. Um, and to have them assess the situation and explain your options um, and see what does, what does the person want. If the cease and desist letter just says stop selling it um, and that's all you have to do to, to make it right, mm-hmm. um, that may be all you have to do. Um, if it's a situation where they say stop or we're going to sue you, I would take that very seriously because um, – they, it's not your call if and when they sue you. Um, mm-hmm. It's their call. So mm-hmm. I would read that very carefully. Um, and, some, and you never know with some of these companies. Some of them send a cease and desist hoping that it will scare you into submission. Um, and sometimes it really is um, a legitimate threat. Um, along those lines, sometimes people send a cease and desist letter when they suspect their intellectual property rights have been infringed when they actually haven't been. Mm-hmm. So you want to examine that situation to see what's going on and is it a situation where you want to uh, respond with, hey, we, we understand your concerns, but you don't have to worry because your rights aren't being violated because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and so it, it does kind of depend on a case-by-case basis what is the right response um, based on the circumstances. Right. So it's not like you always have to cease and desist right away. It might, you know, you might actually be okay, but you have to, you know, check with your attorney and, and see what the, the specific situation is. Right. And how, right. And how I would take I would take that situation seriously. I might pull the shirt from my site at least temporarily mm-hmm. uh, while I assess the situation so that it looks, and then, you know, have your attorney let them know, hey, we got your letter, we're looking into it, we'll be in touch. Okay. Um, so that way they know that you're not ignoring them. Right. Um, but then when you respond, if you're saying, hey, we're not violating your rights, then you can feel free to put that shirt back up and then it'll be up to them to decide if they um, send you another letter or file a lawsuit against you. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you, Ruth. That's all the time we have. I'm Teresa Hegel. Thanks for listening to Wearables Talk.